0: Hey, guys, welcome to Triple Threat Training, where my goal is to equip the saints, spirit, soul and body from spiritual growth to mental health and physical health. My desire is to equip people to stand strong in every area of their lives. Throughout this podcast, I am bringing you trusted voices that have impacted me deeply and helped me grow spiritually, mentally, and physically. The purpose of Triple Threat Training is to address common issues that we experience in life and how we can function properly, spirit, soul, and body, just as God intended. In case you missed it, there's a women's conference called the Light Conference taking place November 11th through the 13th in Concord, North Carolina, and I have asked host Amber Olafson to share a little bit more about the conference and how you can register.
1: Here she is. All right, y'all. The last two years have been a little crazy. So who else feels like they need a space to reconnect with God and be refreshed? Well, listen, I want to invite you out to the Light Conference. My name is Amber Olafson, and I am the host of this women's and teen event. And when you come to the Light Conference, you're going to recharge with God. You're gonna illuminate your passion and you're gonna be empowered to impact your world. This is a time that we are rebuilding. There has been a huge reset and sometimes you gotta gather with other women, gather with other like-minded believers and be refreshed and be reminded of who God says you are and be encouraged to do what he's called you to do. So through our powerful speakers and impactful breakout sessions, you're not only going to hear what God says about you, but you're also going to be equipped to walk out the dreams and the calling that he has in your life. So join us for the light conference, November 11th through the 13th in Concord, North Carolina. Do whatever you gotta do to be there because you will be refreshed. You will be encouraged and you will be empowered to go back to your hometown and make a difference right where you're at.
0: If you are interested in attending, visit www.thelightconference.com and be sure to get registered and I can't wait to see you there. Now for today's episode on Triple Threat Trading. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Triple Threat Training. I have with me Dr. Natalie Atwell. I am super excited for this conversation. Um, Dr. Natalie is a licensed clinical mental health counselor. That is a tongue twister when you say it all in one.
2: It is. Thank you for saying that. I was like, that was perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, she runs a private counseling practice in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she also uh, teaches graduate graduate counseling courses at Liberty University. And today, um, I have asked her to uh, just come on and have a conversation about um, peace. Uh, It's one of my favorite conversations to have um, and one of my favorite things to walk in. Um, It's taken a long time for me to really um, learn how to actively walk in peace. And um, I just love how God has orchestrated this entire conversation because I have been praying for somebody who, Is a licensed counselor really um, to just have this conversation about peace and the importance of it and how we can walk that out and what that looks like for a Christian and just having um, an honest conversation around it biblically, but a a realistic conversation around it as humans and and the healing process and what it looks like in the world today and so Natalie thank you so much for joining me i am i'm so excited and so honored that wow. you said yes <laughs>
2: I'm honored to be here and so appreciative of this opportunity. And I obviously love peace. I think it's so important to talk about, especially in this turbulent world. So hopefully I won't disappoint you.
0: (laughs) I I don't think so. I don't think so. So um, tell us a little bit more about yourself.
2: Yeah, well, you know, sometimes my house doesn't feel always that peaceful because (laughs) I have two wide open boys and a husband. So it is just so much fun around here. But they actually are off of school today, so I'm hoping they don't come in here and bust down the door or something, but <laughs> you know, um, peace is super important, even in your home, but that doesn't always mean that it's a tranquil or calm place, right?
3: Absolutely. So
2: that's a little bit about me. You know, I love to hang out with friends and have fun, and I just really feel like G- loving Jesus is at the heart and core of loving people,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I love people. Mm -hmm. And even though sometimes they can drive me crazy, I just feel like if we would love one another more, um, we can get so much further in life, you Mm -hmm. know, with the gospel mentally, it's just a huge part of our health. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I, I so agree with that. And I, I feel like, um, the ability to feel like the ability to really actively walk in peace plays a large part in loving people. Um, because we have a tendency to base our actions and how we treat people on how we feel and what's going on in the world today. And we, you know, which is understandable. Like we, we go through a bunch of stuff and everybody's going through something at some point in time, but, um, there's almost this, um, we forget there's this this gap that we forget that we're not the only ones experiencing conflict. And I know it's cliche anymore in this day and age of like, oh, everybody's experiencing something. Let's just be kind to people. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, we need to. But I think we also have to learn how to handle turmoil within ourselves or at least get a grip on it. I mean, can we ever handle turmoil? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I think that's, um, it's a great question. I know we're going to get into our questions, but, um, I think turmoil is not something for us to handle necessarily. mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's more something for God to handle.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. And that was, you know, something that I was thinking about before we, um, hopped on together was, um you know, Philippians four, seven, you know, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Like we have a tendency to forget the part before it of like, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And that has been, um, it's, it's one of those uh, scriptures that just make you think like peace that passes all understanding what in the world is that? Like, that is such a massive, a massive thing that we just cannot comprehend. We cannot grasp what that even looks like because there have been situations that I've been in that I'm like, this is the peace that passes all understanding because with my natural understanding, I should not be handling it this way. Um, But let's just get into a conversation about peace. So Sure. I mean, the world has their understanding of, of what peace is, you know, it's the, it's just, it's calm. <laughs> Nothing's going mm-hmm. crazy, but there's definitely a different way to look at it as a Christian. So what is peace in both worlds, more or less, I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm glad you asked that because that's such a loaded question. It for is. And I wonder if, you know, you did some type of survey out on the streets, like what is peace, what that would that answer would come about, you know, um, and people often would say, you know, like you just used to define a tranquil state, a time of maybe civil unrest or rest, um, you know, in war times it's enemies saying we're done here, or it could just be silence or calm. But the Bible, the word peace is in the Bible, the word peace is derived from the Hebrew word shalom and shalom has been defined as peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness. Um, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility, but it's really mostly about a personal wholeness or completeness,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: which is so different from what the world would say. Right. In my opinion.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, cause when you, like I, so I feel like when we think of peace, um, we think of it, um, as, you know, we're waving the white flag and we're giving up, but peace is so much of a defensive state as a Christian of standing guard against the chaos. Um, and I love the word Shalom. I once heard, and I read it the other day and I forgot to write it down, but when you study out Shalom and you get into the Hebrew letters, um, and, and what that all looks like, it is breaking the chains that binds ones to chaos. And I'm like, breaking the chains that bind you to chaos like Lord break them because I know there's a lot of chaos going yeah. on. So I love that. So true. Um so true. So what does peace look like, I guess? And that's that's another that's another loaded question. But <laughs>
2: yeah, let's we'll just
0: get into it.
2: Yeah. So for me, and I'll just give you my personal belief in this stage of my life where I'm at and I'm still searching and exploring it. That's what I love about the things of God. I mean, naturally I love to study. I love to learn. Um, I wouldn't have this much schooling behind my name if I didn't, but, um, I love to continue studying the things of God and his word is, it truly is alive. And so the more that you study it, the more you can learn and, and uncover, it's just great. But anyway. For me personally, I believe peace looks like someone who has a sense of wholeness or completeness and tranquility in the midst of a storm, Mm -hmm. a situation, or even in the midst of success.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, that's something we don't often talk about, but there are a lot of people at the top of their game at the best, you know, success, whatever in their lives, and they are not at peace. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we think it's just during bad times, but it can be during good times as well. But basically it is a mindset that you put on daily as you prepare for the day, for the day ahead.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Putting on a mindset daily. I mean, because I think, one thing I think of when I think of that is like, oh, that requires me to actively do this, to choose peace, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think sometimes we forget that peace is a choice. It's always offered in every single situation. Um, and it's not something that's going to come automatically, especially in chaos, um, especially when things are crazy. And when we're in a world where everybody has schedules and events and things that are going 90 miles an hour and uh, commitments, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, there's no peace in this. So I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm not, not walking in peace, but peace is a choice in every situation. So
2: it is, and you do, you have to pursue it and you do have to put it on every day. And we will talk about that, you know, some more in this discussion
0: why, why is peace important as Christians? Like, I know why it's important for me. I, you know, and that's, and that's one of those things, because I know as, as being a licensed clinical mental health professional, you see chaos in all different forms, you know? So why is peace important for the Christian?
2: Yeah. You know, I believe it's a marker of being a Christian. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: if, If you see someone who just seems like, no matter what is going on in their life, no matter how good or bad or whatever situation, they just seem peaceful and they just seem content and whole. That's something that you're like, what is it? What do they have? You know, I do believe that for one, it's a marker of a true believer, someone who's following Jesus. You know, second of all, I feel like it is something that people are drawn to. It's not just something people admire, but they're drawn to that and they want to learn more about that. Mm-hmm. and it's something that can influence others beyond that so it kind of it makes people notice it keeps you drawn in for a minute but it also makes them want to do better because mm-hmm. they're like I have this peace and I, I'm feeling this off of someone else you know it's it's such an influencer to other people yes when you I, have peace that is something you can give to another person by being with them mm-hmm. in a way yeah Because they feel that and then it can continue on. So it's something that multiplies, I believe.
0: Right. Right. I I agree with that. I mean, there have been there have been times that I have walked into um, a home and literally have just felt weighted down by the presence of God just because peace was so present and it was so restful. Mm -hmm. And I love when you think about like shalom peace, when you think about just the the peace of God which transcends all understanding it will guard, like that's the garrison guard, like a sentinel guarding, like uh-uh, nothing's gonna pass here. You think about yeah. that being in those situations of being in absolute peace. Um it, it is, it's just so humbling and it's so um awesome to think about that God would provide something that powerful for us to walk in. Um, and that we don't, I mean, and this, I guess can, I mean, we'll just leave this into the next question, but one thing that I've noticed for me personally, um, you know, just walking through different traumatic events, seeing things go on in the world. Um, and my Mm -hmm. response, my husband and I work, diligently to always be led in peace, to always walk in peace. Um, love that. And, you know, because peace is an indicator of the presence of God. Like if we're walking in chaos, right. I mean, that's, he's not, a, he's not a chaotic God. He is a yeah. God of order, you know, yeah. and so peace is something he provides. But one thing that I struggled with personally, and I'm sure others have, have as well, is feeling guilty because their response is not a chaotic response. And that's hard because it's like, you want to be concerned about what's going on. We should have some concern and take action for the concern that's taking place, you know, especially in the world today, you know, not, not becoming lax about what's going on. Um, but how do we handle those internal conversations and wrestling of, of guilt of like, well, am I Am I really concerned about this? Do I really care about this? Because I'm not feeling what they are. And I'm just feeling the the peace that passes all understanding.
3: Right, right.
2: Well, and the funny thing is, it's a part of the armor of God. So I'll give you a little backstory to kind of enter into this conversation. But, you know, walking in peace daily, it requires, and people don't realize it, but it actually does require a warrior mentality. Mm you know, Ephesians 6.15 tells us to put on the shoes of peace. It's described based off of the Roman soldier's armor back in the day that Jesus was, you know, or the um, church at Ephesus was needing this guidance from Paul. And the shoes had spikes in them that helped a soldier to stay on his feet, providing traction to move all around and to be able to basically handle the attacks of the enemy from all angles. So while other people think, You're not responding with chaos. You know, if you respond, it's kind of like this. If you're, if someone's upset with you and you go up here, they're going to keep going. But Mm -hmm. if you respond by just kind of staying calm, then that's going to help bring the situation down. This is still a response. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a chaotic one. Mm -hmm. You know, you are still being a warrior in the midst of the chaos, but you're putting on what I would say should be your favorite pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, pair of shoes, it should be the shoes of peace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the that warrior mindset, people might say, you know, you should feel guilty for whatever for having peace. But would a someone who's successful in battle, a soldier, for example, do they feel guilty when they're doing the right thing?
3: Mm.
2: I would say they don't. No, that's We good. can't either. You know, when you're doing the right thing, even if other people don't understand it and they think it's strange, it doesn't mean that it's not the right thing. Mm. And I think, as believers, you know god's Jesus had an upside down kingdom, and lots of things to the unbeliever don't make sense mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: but it is noticeable
0: mm-hmm.
2: when someone has, you know, a peaceful mind and is has that peace of God and all those types of things,
0: yeah, that's that's good. you know, and you and you think about if we're continually living led by the spirit of God and we are continually spending time in his presence, peace should just be there. Um, like you said, it's just, it's a marker because he is peace. You know, um, he brought peace to us. Like we were apart from him. Like, (laughs) uh, how does that go? Um, he divided the wall of hostility you know, um, and brought us near to him. And that's like removing us from chaos into peace. Right. Um, And I love that you said peace is a, is a warrior mentality, because again, I feel like we forget, um, that just because we're walking in peace doesn't mean we are still not soldiers fighting for furthering the kingdom of God. And that peace is also a defensive stance, you know, um, it is, it, it's just, man, there's so many, so many ways that I can go. (laughs) It's just, um, you know, you you just think about, you just think about the chaos. Um, you know, for me personally, going through a time of just unraveling mentally of actively choosing peace every day and it being a literal battle to choose peace. And that's, that's something that I, I've had forgotten often is it's a battle it is a battle a lot of the times to choose peace. So how can we, how can we choose peace? Like what is, is there a simple way daily? I mean, like I know when you you said, wake up first thing in the morning, that that's what we're going to choose. But when we're in the midst of the chaos, whether mentally or physically, or just seeing things go on, what is a way that we can continue to actively choose peace in all of those situations?
2: Yeah. And I, I want to say, first of all, too, I learned this just recently, even in my studies, is that the, when Jesus is called the Prince of Peace and he mm-hmm. brought into the world, he did. And many people got confused with that and thought he was going to bring peace on earth. He does bring peace on earth, but he brings it by bringing peace to the individual. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, and that's so that's peace for you because he gave you the opportunity to have a right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that there's not going to still be chaos in a world that has fallen.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
2: So I think, first of all, it's understanding that. But then I do believe, you know, first, we have to seek the Lord, we have to start our day with him. You know, I'm not saying that necessarily has to be your prayers, Bible study time. But it when you get up in the morning, getting your mindset set on the things of God on the, you know, pursuing peace, Mm -hmm. that definitely helps to set you in the right mindset to go throughout the day, But I'm not a fool. I've had those moments where I get that call from a school and something's upsetting. And I'm like, I do not feel peace filled at that moment, you know. Um, And that's where I have to really pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill me every day so that out of that feeling, I flow, you know, righteousness. So I know to stop, take a deep breath and ask God to help me to respond in the right way. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: sometimes that might mean seeking godly counsel. You know, meditating on scripture helps to make that connection between your brain and your heart one. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: that's part of wholeness as well. Mm -hmm. So if you can meditate on things like scriptures on peace or whatever, if you're really struggling in this area, that will be one way to really solidify it in your body, in your mind. Even neuroscience will talk about the benefits of uh, meditation and all that. And that's biblical. God says, meditate on my law. Right. That's so good. I would say in the midst of it, sometimes it just means stop and taking a deep breath, considering how do I want to um, respond to this situation? You know, we cannot control what happens to us, but we can res- we can control our response.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, it might mean things like if social media makes you feel super chaotic, taking a break from that. hmm. You know, it might mean, hey, I feel like I'm really using a lot of restraint not to reply back to this person right now. You know, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. So that's that warrior mentality. Like, my weapon right now might be not to
0: respond.
3: <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, I think that yeah. is really important to know is like, um, how does my husband, he's like, if it requires a response immediately, my answer is going to be no because I need time to think about it, pray about it and determine whether or not this is the next step. was, cool.
3: like,
0: <laughs> But I've learned that too, of like, there, there doesn't have to be an immediate response every time to every situation. Um, and in fact, for me personally, the sooner I respond to a situation, the more chaotic it's going to be because mm-hmm. I have a tendency to want to control things. And so, um, but something that I was just thinking about as you were talking about, um, just actively choosing peace and meditating and things like that. One thing, um, that I've thought about a lot lately is when you're dealing with conflict, whether like, let's just think about it in a family, family aspect, you know, maybe you've got, uh, some toxic family members or family members who are really dealing with their own stuff, walking through the hard things. And you are barely surviving too. Of like, listen, I know somewhere I need to set boundaries. Um, but there's that guilt that comes into, well, if I set boundaries, then I'm not loving them, but then I'm not walking in peace. You know, the, the, yeah. the internal conversation that takes place there. So how can we navigate conflict in a healthy manner, setting boundaries, and also walking in peace without completely being like, I need you out of my life for a few months kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, for sure, you know, and this, I'll talk about this too, but one of the things about our last point um, about peace and how you have that is is also that you do have to have a level of forgiveness for people. Yeah. So not just dealing with your response, your preparation, your response, but also being able to forgive yourself and others can lead into that. But that definitely goes right into conflict. You know, conflict is important. Conflict is important. People don't think it is. Sometimes people think they want to avoid it. That's become a big thing a lot of times. And even the social media stuff, people want to go on there and say stuff, but they don't want to really deal with the conflict that's going on and so but that's a problem because it causes more problems you get more people upset whatever you do have to deal with it so i will say you're definitely not going to be effective first of all by avoiding it but the other thing is on the other hand you cannot go into conflict with the goal of trying to only get what is best for you or only considering your perspective your family or your situation you have to really gain perspective in going into conflict, considering the other person.
3: Mm-hmm. What
2: is their perspective? What are their needs? What are their desires? Um, and then you have to pray to respond in a loving way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Which again, it's hard. Praying, taking time to step back and seek God about the conflict in the midst of it and asking him to direct us as to how we should deal with it is huge. Mm-hmm. But also when you screw up, you've got to forgive yourself and you got to be willing to forgive other people. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: and forgiveness, it, it, sometimes people think I get this question often in counseling, especially is I can't forgive this person. That person doesn't deserve it. And I always tell them forgiveness is always about, is more about you than it is the other person. Mm -hmm. It's you releasing their throat. It's you saying, I'm not going to swallow the rat poison of bitterness anymore and expect it to hurt the other person
3: mm-hmm. it kills you. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But forgiveness doesn't mean that you always have to reconcile either. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and people have to learn to boundaries equal love. I love my children enough to say, no, you're not going to touch the hot stove. You know what I mean? That's and same thing with people. hmm They are loving things.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, when you think about, when you think about forgiveness and walking in peace and you just put them side by side, I mean, it's hard to walk in peace when you've not forgiven somebody. Um, And you are right on the dot of a lot of people think just because you forgive somebody that forgiveness equals reconciliation and justification of what they've done. Right. Uh, and that's that's hard um and and you know, in a world that uh, really just doesn't teach boundaries um or they only teach boundaries to a degree um and but they teach more of like here, just move the boundary a little bit. Um, I feel like that warrior mentality is main like you said, maintaining the healthy boundary of listen, I love you and this is necessary that we set this boundary for our relationship to continue in a healthy direction. Am I, is that right? Or would you agree, disagree on that?
2: Yeah, definitely agree on that
0: for sure. Yeah, and it's just, go ahead, sorry.
2: And, I, but I would say you also always can expect people to appreciate your boundaries or understand them, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't set them.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's I think that's the hardest part when thinking about just conflict in the home or, you know, with with family members or even at work, you know, of how do I set boundaries that my boss doesn't walk all over me of, you know, I'm capable of doing this. But just because I'm capable of doing all these things doesn't mean you have the permission to walk all over me.
2: Even in saying that, let's use work, for example, sometimes people just get super overwhelmed and they say, yes, 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 or whatever. Um, You know, I think that's one reason why God gave us rest. Like we don't even take a Sabbath hardly anymore, but just a pause and a rest. I think that's something that we should implement every single day in that we need to take a rest from things at times. We need to take a rest from immediately responding to someone in the wrong way. Let's rest. Let's reflect on what does the Lord want me to do in this situation and then respond.
3: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: That is a huge part of our peace. And because if you're overwhelmed, you're overstimulated, it's going to lead to anxiety, to depression, to all these things that don't lead to peace and also don't lead to peace with others. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: But if you can rest and really put that in perspective, setting that boundary first, and that is just going to be a portrait of the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. I can take a pause from everything one day a week and just breathe, then I'm going to have a much better mindset in all other aspects mm-hmm. of my week.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, my husband and I went through, uh, Robert Morris, he's got a book, um, out yeah. about the Sabbath rest. I cannot remember what the, not the title of the book is right now that just went past, but he was just talking about how life expansion happens with the Sabbath day of just um, it's purposeful for not only spiritual life, but lo- um you know, elongating your physical life because we're taking that. um I know one of the hardest things for me is like, oh, I'm a Christian, I should be serving people, but serving does not equal allowing people to um, cross the boundaries to the point where you're walking in anxiety or depression or um, just the sense the sense of overwhelm. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because it is like that's just why is that so hard? I mean, that I mean, that's a general honest question of like, why is that so difficult to find that balance of like, I want to love people, I want to serve people, but what's being portrayed is that serving equals no boundaries.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's true. And so you can see how if you don't rest in certain that way, um, you're not going to rest and you're not going to, first of all, be prepared for dealing with conflict in your life, having peace in your life. So rest is a huge part of peace in my mindset. But I would say, you know, one of the things that somebody told me a long time ago that has just wrecked me and made so much difference in my life, because I'm like, you know, we are those servant hearted people when you love people and you want to do, 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 or whatever is um and my kids would just laugh at me for saying do 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 sorry and
0: that was literally going through my thought is they she's like oh she just
2: <laughs> anyway I know that's how I think too but is that she said this lady said to me one time she said Natalie just because you may be the most talented qualified smartest gifted even available, keep going with the adjectives in the room. It does not mean that you're the person that's supposed to do the thing. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And I was like, oh, she said, because that's not how God works. He doesn't always call the person who's the most talented. Mm -hmm. He doesn't always call the person who's the most gifted. Or even available, because if you're if you think you're available all the time, you're gonna ne- not be available for some things, which yeah. could be the things he wants you to do.
3: Mm-hmm. And she
2: said, sometimes even a need needs to go unmet for a while, because then other people in the wherever area see there's a need, mm-hmm. and if somebody just always comes in and does it, some people will never see that. Mm-hmm. And that just made, it just gave me the freedom to be able to say no and mm-hmm. to say, God, is this what you want me to do?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Now I'm saying you should use your gifts and talents for the Lord 100%, but don't let the devil trick you into getting so overwhelmed and so overstimulated by saying yes to everything that you're not saying yes to the things that God really wants you to do.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah. And if you say yes to the things God wants you to do, that's going to lead to a more peaceful walk. Mm-hmm. Part of putting on the shoes of peace.
0: Yeah, that's putting on the
2: shoes of peace doesn't mean go everywhere for everybody all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because you have the nails and you can go through all the terrain doesn't mean you need to go through all the terrain. Exactly. Okay, that's in the podcast. You. I'm just kidding. Like that. That's <laughs> that's worth the con- entire conversation. There. I mean, and that's that is so true. That's like for, for me just the biggest point in walking in peace, you know, is recognizing that some territory isn't for me to conquer yet.
2: Nope.
0: You know, that's.
2: And it also requires a level of faith in God. If I, I have to have faith enough to say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's saying it's going against that urge or that friction where you're like, okay, nobody else is stepping up and I know I can do it. But if God's not calling me to, sometimes it's still hard to say no, because everybody around you may not realize they might think, why is she not doing it? Mm -hmm. She always does it, or she whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's But you got to pursue
3: peace for your,
2: you know, in your own walk Mm
3: -hmm. first. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and that's, it is, I mean, spending time in his presence, um, knowing what his word says choosing to believe what his word says has been a huge thing for me. Um, you know, and I feel like, um, peace is really just a, it's an anchor for a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. and lack of peace is an indicator of a lot of things, you know, dealing with things that are going on in life, anxiety, depression, um, you know, conflict in the home, uh, people pleasing all the things it's like, I think of identity. I think of, you know, how peace is a, is a major indicator of that, of, you know, when you're walking in peace, there's clarity. I mean, there it is for me anyway, when I walk in peace, there is clarity to see, okay, there's an area here that that's, that's not healthy. It needs to be worked on. And here's how we can walk that out.
2: Right. Um, it, it didn't really think about it. Shoes, your feet, that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. If your foundation is not solid, Putting that piece on as you go out and work, how are you ever going to do the rest of the things? How are you going to ever um, have the breastplate of righteousness to be able to function the way it's supposed to? Mm -hmm. How can you go walk in right living and and have the belt of truth
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: be able to use all the other things? You've got to have that firm foundation
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: in order to be able to do the other things that God asks you to do. Yeah,
3: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And on the same token of shoes being the foundation, it is also the completion point of an outfit. You've got to have the right shoes with the outfit. I'm just saying.
2: I mean, and that is the book that I'm writing is I can do anything with the right pair of shoes because let's, you know, for women, especially like shoes,
0: it's important.
2: Yes. Super important. It is, you know, Mm -hmm. trust me. I've gone into parent conferences before and put my high heels on for a reason. You read
0: business. That is the series. Like that is like a. I come here to do business to solve
2: problems. Exactly, and I don't wear high heels in a marathon. You know, like there's a whole preparation process, and shoes are so important.
0: Yes, I love it. Um, so and just as we're you know wrapping up our conversation, what is what is something that maybe we haven't talked about today? Um. What is something that you want the audience to walk away with? You know, the the one piece of advice or something for them to think about. What is it that you just feel like the Lord's laid on your heart to say to the audience?
2: You know, I, I'm glad you said that. I think just in this moment thinking, give yourself permission to pursue peace and to put it on every day. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you said, when everything's going haywire around you and there's so much chaos in the world, everything else, you might feel guilty sometimes if you're not upset about the things your friends are upset about, or if you're not posting something that other people are, or, 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 you know what I mean? You're not serving where other people are serving. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say, give yourself permission to pursue the peace of God that Jesus only provides. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's a personal thing and it may not look to you like it looks to somebody else, Mm -hmm. but it is an influencer and it will influence your friends around you, your family, your workplace, your community. And that might look like, it should look like something different than what the world is doing. Mm -hmm. Whether that's not responding to people in times of frustration. Mm -hmm. Whether that means taking more time to meditate on the things of God and to rest and to breathe,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
2: or it might look like setting some boundaries that you haven't set mm-hmm. before,
3: mm-hmm.
2: not comparing yourself to others,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and it looks like a lot of different things, but I think giving yourself permission to do that is really important. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. That's good. So from, from a counselor from a counselor standpoint, um, when it comes to giving yourself permission, how can you do that?
3: That's
2: great. Well, I think, first of all, it's the mindset and just, first of all, maybe saying it, I'm going to give myself permission to pursue peace. And then once you give yourself permission, then the next day, wake up or the next moment you know, wake up and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to just start by having a morning mindset. That's something that I've implemented this year. I just have some different declar- declaration statements that I say, like, I will put God first in all things, then my family, then others. I will this, this, this. And just going over that every day just kind of helps me get in my, my, my right mindset each morning. And then, you know, doing my Bible studying and reading and meditating on scripture really helps it to go from my mind to my heart to just the whole act, acting it out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so I think that that's important to do that. So it's giving yourself permission and then walking it out with action steps mm-hmm. that, that work for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then saying to yourself, you know what, today when someone gets on my nerves, I'm going to choose to just take a minute and think about how I'm going to respond to that. <laughs> I'm going to wait 24 hours before I post something online. You know, I think that's just a good rule anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's something encouraging or funny.
0: Yeah, there you go. I was going to say that is like, that has been a huge thing of, you know, we can always post something in the heat of the moment. Um, but one thing that the Lord has really challenged me in is what love looks like. hmm And when you read uh, first Corinthians 13, it's not a clanging gong or noisy or adding to the chaos. It is the, it's the, the quiet, the steady, the encouraging, the, you know, and so every time I post something and it's like, Oh Lord, I could say something about this. Trust me. Like, I know. And he's like, do you want to join the noise or do you want to speak to people when the noise is over? And I'm like, well, I want to, I want to speak when the noise is over because So good. when you think of it, like yourself, you know, in the midst of all the things going crazy, um, you're not likely to hear what needs to be heard in that moment because you're angry, you're anxious, you're tired, you're, you know, you've got all these emotions that you're experiencing in the midst of it and you're not going to be hearing somebody. And, um, it's just as much as as much as you want to tell somebody something so powerfully important in the midst of a traumatic event, that's not that's what they that's not what they need to hear right in that moment. They need a they need a moment to breathe and to process and to, you know, go through all the things. And then when it's time um, to hear that, it's it's most often when they're a lot more peaceful in that situation. Yeah. even In my experience, anyway, um, yeah, sure. and dealing with traumatic events. Um, but, Natalie, thank you again so much for joining me um how can the audience connect with you I know you have a podcast
3: Um, yeah
2: it's super funny and silly and fun so if you need a good laugh and encouragement um it's definitely something that you want to check out it's called Miss Congeniality and the third runner-up so it's just that title is actually making fun of me and my good friend from high school who we're still friends today 25 years you know or so later And that was what we were in our high school pageant. We were not pageant girls. It was like the only one we were in. She was Miss Congeniality and I was the third runner (laughs) up. (laughs) She's a children's pastor. And then with me being a counselor, we talk about different topics from human trafficking to motherhood, to fatherhood, laughing and whatever, Mm -hmm. and just try to be lighthearted. You know, and one of the things I have found in loving people, as you said, And walking in peace is that I just don't think Jesus would be in the midst of all these arguments and these polarizing topics. I just don't see him that way. I don't see him online posting about vaccines and masks and craziness. Mm -hmm. I see him going across the street and talking to his neighbor and laughing Mm -hmm. and loving them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I I agree so much. And that's was one of my favorite things of just just the, the opportunity and the decision to choose Pete's, to be different. You don't have to yeah. join, in, you know, with the noise. And I'm so thankful for that because that's a lot of pressure to yeah. <laughs> join yeah. in with that. And I'm like, 100%. I don't have time for that. I have my own stuff. I got to worry about you guys, right. you know.
2: And you I need to laugh, time. you know, and have yeah. fun and speak to people, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: so the podcast is definitely not going to get into crazy topics like that. And, um, but you can connect with us that way. And then I have a blog, Um, on my counseling website that I post different things, funny things and encouraging things from time to time, mental health related topics. So just trying to encourage people.
0: Yes, yes. Well, thank you again so much. for. Thank
2: you, Taylor. I can't wait
3: to hear your podcast and learn more about you and get to know you better.
0: Yes, absolutely.